Parenting is hard, but there's help. Welcome to Everyday Parenting with Mary Beth Henry, a licensed marriage and family therapist and parent educator. Everyday Parenting utilizes face-to-face unscripted interviews with real parents, but names have been changed to protect their identities. If you have a business and would like to reach directly into the ears of our listeners, please contact us at parentingpodcast at gmail.com. Speech, language, and communication play a vital role in our lives. Without it, children have difficulty communicating their basic needs and can struggle academically or with peers. At JabberDogs, speech-language pathologist Stephanie Mashek can help you or your loved one become a successful communicator. Based in Pasadena, California, JabberDogs offers private speech and language therapy at affordable rates. They also take insurance, including Blue Shield and Anthem Blue Cross of California. Visit JabberDogs.com for more information. That's J-A-B-B-E-R-D-O-G-S dot com. All right. Uh, today I'm meeting Eric. Um, Eric is with us today for the first time, and um, he's going to share his story. So, Eric, just jump in. Let's go. Oh, okay. Let's go. I like that. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Eric Livingstone, and um, here today uh, to speak with you about um, hopefully finding some tools uh, to help me connect with my son. Okay. I feel... Um, like my approach to my son is not, uh, connecting with him in a way that allows him to feel, I don't know, safe or comfortable to open up and share his thoughts or feelings with me. Um, how old is your son? He's 11, 11 years old. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, I've noticed this, I've been feeling this way for solidly the last three, three and a half years. Okay. Um, You know, there's a big uh, traumatic marker in our lives and that uh, I lost my wife and he lost his mom four years ago. Mm. So sorry. Wow. Um, and for the first year, year and a half, I, I probably wasn't really a clear, able to see, because uh, I was in such a fog and, and, and full of grief and depression. I wasn't really able to see, but him. Um, but then as things sort of, the fog would, lift a little here and lift a little there. I'm like, I'm not seeing my son grieve. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not sensing it, feeling it, let alone seeing him cry. Sure. I think I saw sure. him cry a, a handful of times, if less than that. And then as I started to come out of my, my fog, I really started to see he doesn't open up. He doesn't share. And I'm a big talker. I'm a big communicator. Mm-hmm. I believe in that as a foundation. <laughs> And so I just, I don't, I don't have these ex- exchanges with him where it's a back and forth. Okay. Um, how are you? Fine. How was school? Fine. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, how's it going with, you know, the crush? Fine. Um, how are you feeling? Fine. Mm. Uh, you know, yeah. I'm here yeah. to 
listen. I'm here to talk. I'm here to help. Um, so looking for a tool to, I guess, learn how to uh, engage in a conversation with my 11-year-old son. <laughs> got it, I got uh, it. And I yeah. think I need to dummy myself down mm. uh, to to figure out how to not speak to like an adult. He's not an adult, you know, he's 11, sure, you know, sure. uh, that's one of the, the biggies is okay. trying okay. to connect with him, find those tools to open up uh, a conversation. Um, and then there's a couple other areas of opportunity, um, with regards to borderline ADD. Uh, we've identified three main areas of, I like to call them opportunity. Um, being a first time listener, uh, focusing on the task at hand, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, and working independently. Okay, good. Are, are well, three areas. All right. Well, as a true development, <laughs> who I am and who, who how, how I look at children and people in general, I'm going to have to ask, we're going to go back a little bit in life. Um, tell me about Elia in the sense of when he was a three-year-old little boy. Hmm. What was what did he look like then? What 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 was what were her challenges? What what the, what were the things that you just loved about him then? And what were the things that were like wow? He, oh man, no one's ever put it to me like that. Um, he was just playful and happy and smiling and just like curious you know just curious and um we loved to cook so he'd love his food and um there were just a lot of laughs thank you a lot of laughs but you could tell he had his ideas he had his his approach his well, what would that look like? How would you know that was his approach? Would he come up running up to you and say, you know, I really, really like, I think, you know, when you, let's say you're cooking, um, I really like spicy, spicy stuff. Let's put some more spice in that food. Or would it be, I don't want to try that spice. I'm, or what, I'm just taking that one yeah. example. How would you know? What's his approach to life at that, that you're describing? Um, he wants to try. He, he would want to be involved in cutting the onion or putting the, you know, spice, the, the tablespoon of whatever in. Sure, sure, sure. He'd want to engage. Okay. Okay. And, yeah. And, and, and now I see how he, he's, He's still like that. Now he, he tinkers. Mm. He likes to create. Mm. He, you know, likes to go to Home Depot and buy sheet metal and nuts and bolts. Mm. Doesn't know why. Yeah. But he'll do something with it. Sure. You know, he wants to create the arc reactor and <laughs> a, a time machine. And mm. he's, you know, he's into that tinkering, creative uh, creation space. Sure. Wow. What a gift. Yeah. What an absolute gift. And talk about opportunity. You use the word opportunity. What an, 
what an amazing gift and an opportunity in his life. Mm-hmm. And um, and to 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 know that about your son from very early on, this is who he is. This is this is genetically who he is. Where is that coming from? Is that coming from your side? Coming from mom's side? Where is that coming from? Um, who's who's the creative? She was hundred percent, hundred percent. She was creative, um, and she was also the one that could you know, first day of kindergarten, he'd come home and just open up like a book to her mm-hmm. about everything. Mm-hmm. Dad got the one-word answers, and mom got the stories. Yeah, yeah. Um, so why, why, why do you think that was? Why, if, when you look at that now, when you when you when you look at that relationship that they had, what what did she provide? I mean, yes, it was a mother. Yes, it was the main right with caregiving. Was it pretty much equal? Or was she the oh, yeah. main one that was picking him up and taking him to school? Both. You're both. It was okay. equal. Yeah. Okay. No, we were we were equally uh, involved. Um, but just but, suppose, in, but just in general, just look at why do people gravitate towards other people, right? This is not a, a father father son thing. This is not a father uh, a mother son thing. This is just in general in life. Why do people gravitate and open up to other people versus another person, right? Yeah. When you look at it from that perspective, um, you feel comfortable. You open up to somebody if you feel comfortable, I guess, mm-hmm. or. Mm-hmm. Um, or you feel, you know, I suppose, obviously speaking as an adult, I feel uh, it'll help me if I open up and share my thoughts and mm. feelings. Because that, that person hears you, right? Yeah. They listen to you. They hear you. They're, they're, they're open to that communication. Yeah. To be heard is really a big piece here. To be yeah. heard. To be heard. That's right. kind of Elias' piece of his life. He likes to be heard. Mm. Um, he likes to be understood. Mm. Yeah, from very early on in his life. That's why I was asking about a three-year-old, six-year-old. Um, you know, so his his mother died at what age? How old was Elias? He was seven. He was seven years old. So mm-hmm. during that time, um, you know, from his first seven years of his life, um, how much of that, you know, during that time. You know, was he experiencing sadness? Was he experiencing challenges? Was there trauma along the way in the sense of when mom got sick? I, I don't know how she died. I don't know what yeah. you want to share any of that, but. Um, well, you know, yeah. She died from triple negative breast cancer. Oh, boy. Uh, which basically means they have no idea. Yeah, yeah. How, why she got it. But she she passed in 2016, but she was diagnosed in the beginning of 2013. Oh. So Elia had just turned four. Yeah. And from 2013 to 2016, I, you know, I was I was two three jobs. Yeah. I wasn't around. Yeah. It's hard. I'm sorry. What do you? When you're sadness right now, I can. You're you're very sad right now. And when you think about that, what's what's coming up for you right now? If you can share that. I wasn't able to connect with him early on, and then he was. Huh, he was a little boy dealing with his mom's sickness. I wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. 
So somehow I have to find that little fun space with him. Or I can sit down and do Legos and play a board game, play cards, just have that space with him. Eric, how did, that's amazing. You just pulled that one out. I mean, that's look what you just did. You took an analysis, right, of a little three-year-old, of who he was, who this child is. When you when I asked you that question, you're like, I never thought of it from that perspective, right? From that perspective of who he authentically is. Yeah. And that's what we have to realize is people are people, children are children, and there's a basic connection, right, of who they are, and we have to find that connection of who they, who they are and, and connect with them on that level. And look at what you, you, what you just did. You went right to exactly, right? How can I connect to this child, this, right, this moment? What do I need to remember about him? What do I need to remember who he is? I wasn't able to see who he was. And, and you have, are absolutely right. You were focused on what you needed to focus on, right? Which was survival, which was getting you through this, which was understanding your grief and your loss as a parent, as a, as a, as a man, as a father, right? And in this process, as we all do, as we all do, Eric, we lose sight of other pieces, right? And this, this little boy, um, you know, he, he's a survival too. I mean, he, he, he's made this, he's made it through this with you. Um, and, you know, we talk about the challenges of grief and the challenges of loss. You know, it's, it, it's not this linear, this linear piece of, you know, yes, I'm going through the grief process. Yes, I'm doing, you described it perfectly. There are days, you know, it's like a maze. We, we, grief is like a maze. I, I look at it from that perspective. It's, we go Feels along. Like that. <laughs> it is that way. Yeah. And I think if you look at it from that perspective, it really helps you understand. You were going through this maze together, or I'm going by myself at first, and I hit a wall. And at that wall, you you pause, you think, you might sit there for a while. You reflect, you look around, you might pray, you might whatever, but you're processing, okay, I'm at this wall. What do, where do I go? What do I do at this point, right? Turning around feels like a like a, a loss, like you. Another loss. Yeah. Or, or a failure yeah, that failure. we feel mm-hmm. as, a, as a human being or as a parent or as a, as, a, as a man. And so we sit or, and then we might venture off or we might think, okay, well, if I go left or right, God, what is that going to mean if I go left or right? Can I go left or right? But that's what a grief is. And that's what I really want you to visualize that. But on that journey, in that maze, you started the maze. You started that maze, which you should have, right? That maze of grief. And along now in this maze is a little as chi- a, a child now that you've you've hit another one of those walls, mm. and Elia is now at that wall with you, mm. and he's looking for you now to say, "Hey, Dad, I I'm this wall is here for a reason right now. I need you to look at me and take me with you now. I need you to take me with you on this maze now. I need you to go with me." Because he, we, we need to get him now, right? Yeah. We need to get him to the process of starting his own maze. Yeah. Because yeah. he hasn't done that yet. I think, so. I think he's maybe entered the maze, but I think he's just kind of stopped there. And, and that would be really appropriate because 
he needs guidance from people around him, from from the triad, from 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 family, from friends, um, from his social world, uh, but mainly the adults in his world, many many different adults in his world, um, that are going to help him and guide him uh, through this process. Um, and and in this process, he's going to see not only from you, but from the from the adults around him and the people around him of of what this will start looking like. And his reaction, the challenge you have with Elijah right now, he's 11 years old, is what you described. If, if we weren't talking about death and grief, what you, what you described from an 11-year-old is pretty accurate mm. of what they do when they come home from school. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Nothing. Yeah. Did you eat? Did you like your food? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, take grief out of it. Take that process of loss out of it. And you just dealt with a very typical 11-year-old. Right. So, that isn't coming. It's shooting at you because it's painful, but it's also reality of who they are. Right. And they are kind of shutting down and finding themselves at this point. And the, the maturation piece of his brain is telling him to to really focus on um, him himself and and what his needs are and you know that's that's just who they are so in a, in, in, a, in a social way at school with the the coolness the hipness and that sort of yeah the factors, peer the right? peer relations are peer really really important right yeah i mean he he's developing another sense of self he's done this along the way but this is another one of those moments and so what we want to look at in development is you know at you know at, at four years old is when he he had a huge traumatic event in his life and I always like to tell parents when we have traumatic events in life and in different parts of our life we need to look at that child now who whatever age they are even if they're an adult let's say that um, you were four years old and you had a traumatic event um, if if I were meeting you for the first time in a therapeutic setting I would focus on that and tell me about that traumatic event and how old you were because I want to want to build and understand you from that perspective. Hmm. That's why I asked you about when he was three, who he was, hmm. because at four, he changed. Mm -hmm. And he will always have changed because that was a traumatic moment in his life, right? Yeah. Trauma changes the brain. Trauma changes who we are. And, and that's why we have to look at trauma in a, very, in a very unique way when we're dealing with human beings, because trauma changes how the brain wires itself and so at that moment at age four um i wanted you to go back and look at three because that's authentically who he is hmm. and we're going to meet him as a parent you're going to meet him at at looking at him from a three-year-old perspective with an 11 year old right. <laughs> with attitude. an attitude <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh boy yeah. but I, I, as i joke quite often with a lot of families, a, a three-year-old and a 13-year-old or a teenager's, oh, they're pretty much the same beings. Hmm. They're just bigger and smellier. Well, I don't know, three-year-olds are pretty yeah. smelly yeah. too. <laughs> but they're pretty much the same being developmentally because they're really all working on the same piece of development. And they have the same attitudes and they want to be independent, but they also want a lot of support and love, but they don't know how to get it. Hmm. And they don't know how to receive it. And they don't know how to appropriately do it or say it, Right. So that's where, that's where I'm at. That's where you are. That's where you are. So we have to reach him. We have to go back and reach him as if he's a four-year-old or a three-and-a-half-year-old heading into four. And what does that look like to be a four-year-old? And listening to you and reflecting on my thoughts and feelings and 
from just this this in, engagement it's like i i feel like i just have to sit with him and from you know i can't let go of those hey dad come check this out what yeah. i just created yeah i have to go out there check it out and engage in a conversation not just that's cool that's cool yeah that's neat yeah wow congratulations that not just words of praise yeah. but moments of 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 experiences with him yeah he wants he wants to share he wants to share the process because that's what young children want to share or is that the whole process the why questions the how questions the um oh can i can i try that and he's going to give you that permission to join his world when you say can i can i touch it can i try it out that moment of you entering his world is your key is the key into who he is. And there's going to be days where he's not going to want you to enter his world. He's going to, you're going to say, right. no, dad, no, no, no. Yeah. You know, I don't even want you in here. And we're going to understand, okay, that's, that's that, that normal age wall mm -hmm. of, Hey, give me space. Mm -hmm. And you can say, you know, yeah, cool. You know what? I would love to know about it. Tell me about it. Maybe at dinner, you could tell me about it or mm -hmm. tomorrow. I'll tell me about it. But, I'm really intrigued with what you're doing. This really is amazing, and I, I would love to know more about it. And I would love to try it out if you give me a chance. That's that's what he's going to play with you. He's going to play that role a little bit with you because he's going to, number one, want to feel safe within that space to be able to allow you into his world. Mm. And he's also going to put up walls. And that's and that's what you have done and what we all do in that process of understanding um, any big changes in our life, and especially grief and loss, there are moments where we're, we're, we're on, right? Mm. When we're going through that maze and we're walking and we're, we're trudging through that maze, okay, we might hit some mud, we might hit some debris, but then, then we hit those walls and the walls go up, right? Mm. And when we're at those walls, remember in that maze, we have decisions we have to mm. make. And the decisions are, am I going to sit here? and pause and be in the moment, and that's kind of what he wants you to do, mm -hmm. or am I going to veer around and look for other options? Yeah, that's a possibility. Or, you know, I'm, um, you know, or like you said, or I'm going to go back a little bit. That's okay, too. Going back is a good self-reflection. Mm -hmm. So we go back a little bit, reflect, and move forward. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I guess I just have to believe that by just being there with him in those moments will then lead to the opportunities of the conversation. Exactly, exactly. That, I guess, builds the trust. So exactly. that when I turn to him and say, are you sure you're okay? Because something feels off here. Perfect, perfect. He'll feel more connected. Exactly. He's going to feel safe. He's going to feel safe enough to say, hey, you know what, Dad, or, he's, or, or what you want which you where you're looking for, which may not be his characteristic or her personality, but you want him maybe to cry or to release appropriately, or if he releases inappropriately, where he gets mad at you. I, you know, yes, if he cries, he cries. But if he just shares, Dad, I'm sad. Yeah, Dad, yeah. I miss Mom. Um, yeah, man, Dad, you know. But you know, maybe I'm just not seeing it. But maybe he's he's showing me because there are times where he'll be like, Dad, tell me the story again about how you and mom met. Yeah. 
And he'll have me tell him that story yeah. four or five days in a row. Yes. Yeah. Do you know why? Do you know why he does no. that? No. Um, when he asks, it, it, I mean, use it as the example when a child wants you to read the same book, right? Mm. They actually read the same book over and over mm-hmm. again. You know, young ones, it's brown bear, brown bear. What mm-hmm. would you, what do you see? You know, when a child reads a book over and over again, it's building that language. It's building the um, the understanding and interpreting of what they're hearing. Every time they hear it, they're, they're, they're pulling out different nuances and different ideas and different concepts that they want to hear. Hmm. Every time they hear it, developmentally, every day they hear it, they might have a new vocabulary that they are hmm. understanding of something that you describe. When I first met your mom, I was so excited mm-hmm. to see her. Okay, from an 11-year-old, if you would have told him that five years ago, he wouldn't understand that. Except, but from an 11-year-old boy, right. seeing someone of excitement, yeah, he would understand that now, right? Right. So they ask for as a repetition because they're processing it differently every single time they hear it. Okay. And, and Eric, what he wants to hear from you is consistency. Dad doesn't change the story. That story stays exactly the same every time he says it. That's consistent. And he is looking for that piece of consistency in almost every part of his life. What, what, what causes that? Need for consistency? Uh, yeah. Consistency, I think I've always taught this with all my, my families I work with, but... Um, Consistency equals security. Security equals love in a child's brain. So we have consistency, security, security, then I ultimately feel loved and accepted and safe. And that's that whole idea of routines. We hear about routines. We hear schedules, how important they are. We're hearing right now in our time in our life right now, we have a lot of craziness going on, right, with with COVID, the COVID v, yeah. you know, what what people are looking for is security and safety, right? And so to provide for our children right now, we have to really look at being as consistent as possible because that's going to provide for them. So then, man, so did I, <laughs> did I mess up? We because, all mess up, Eric. No, I, we all mess up. That's okay. No, I know, I know, but like it feels like on a massive scale. Um, because I, uh, I, I left my career in 2018 mm-hmm. to be more present in his life because I had had the thoughts of, wow, it's been since he was four that I was really out of his realm out of his space not present and then his mom passes in 16 and then at the end of 17 he comes home with a worksheet from a therapist that one of the questions on it was what do you miss most and of course he said his mom Mm. but then he said right after that i miss my dad i wish he was around more Mm. that just crushed me so i sat with that for several months and then finally in 18, I just said, I'm not where I need to be. I need to be with my son so that mm. I, I mm. left my career. Mm. And I've, that's been almost two years now. So I haven't consistently been able to provide in a fashion that he was accustomed to, whether it's 
a go-kart or whether it's a movie or whether it's a dinner. Those things are few and far between. So I thought I was being more present in his life. Mm -hmm. And now it might have been backfiring on me. I don't know about that, though, because the things that you put value on are the movies, the go-kart, the dinners. And what is consistency? Consistency isn't about material pieces. Right. Consistency is a human. Now. Yeah. I do breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I do homework every day. Right. That's and consistency. Yeah. It's okay. not It's not the material oh, pieces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dodge that bullet. <laughs> yeah. So what, what he's looking for, you know, when I miss my dad, you know, what, he, what he's saying <laughs> truly is when I want I, I miss when I want I, him I miss to my dad. open up, I miss having doesn't. Someone around my when life. I, I don't miss I my dad because he provides go karts and movies too. and dinner. <laughs> going out to dinner. I That's good. Your hearing's working really good today. <laughs> I miss having someone around <laughs> when I when I, when I want him to open I up. And that's having someone once to tuck again. Me in at bed. It's it's um, I miss having someone allowing to us with. to I miss going to be the market with somebody with I'm, our children. Am I saying enough? Um, yeah. And be present yeah. with our that's children. I miss without an agenda. The idea that. When I go to and bed, and the agenda and isn't always what we want at that moment, that, but we find those little moments next to me or in that room next that we can interject. Material, yeah. but it's not. That's where I have the difficulty. Yeah, timing. Is, timing. Yes, timing is a big switching one. from the problem-solving dad helping brain to listening and feeling exactly. Exactly. It, it is feeling. Eric, it's not just you. It's all of us. <laughs> this is a parental issue. We have a problem with this because we want to solve so many things for our children and we want to solve them in a very timely manner and we want to make it right for our children. We don't want our children to feel pain or we don't want our children to experience things, but we, they, they have to. They have to experience feelings and emotions and sadness and happiness and difficult times they have to do that because that's where they learn hmm. that's where they're going to learn that ability to thrive that ability to survive because hmm. we have a lot of children these days that can't survive they're not able to to figure things out they're not able to make those adjustments they're not able to know what do i do next right Hmm. What do I do next? What do I, how do I figure that out? How do I problem solve that? that? To have that perseverance, right? And that ability to, to make it through that and, to, and to, to get it. That's, boy, that's a, it's a very, very, uh, very, very common piece and thread we have in our society. Um, we're good at fixing, but we're not good at teaching how to fix, self-fixing. So when when I can feel something's off. Yeah. That those are the moments where I probably push. That's right. A so, little. So what what else could you do? Do you want to talk about more, that? What yeah. else could you do? Okay. Yeah. So he comes home from school or whatever. Give, give me an example. Just give me a generic piece. Um, and okay. let's, let's play Perfect it out. example. So we, we live with my mom mm -hmm. as well. And the other day morning, my mom tells me that, you know, Aliyah came in asking where you were. And I wasn't home. Mm -hmm. And he really misses you. I said, well, okay, does he miss me? Or 
did he just forget because he knew where I was? Because mm. the degree of airheadedness happening in the last few months, <laughs> I've noticed. Yes. Um, That's a testosterone flooding the brain. Oh, That's okay. what it is. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> okay. Um, and... You know, so my mom and I go back and forth for a little bit about this conversation. She's, you know, he misses me and you're, you you got to be around more. And I'm like, okay, so. So that that's mom's perspective. That's mom's, that's mom's totally. understanding. That's mom's, you know, interpreting this and in, uh, what's going on. Absolutely. That's fine. And that's respectful. I, I, ab- she abs- has that right to give her interpretation. Absolutely. Um I just don't have the right to say what I want to say. But anyways, <laughs> uh, that's a whole other subject. <laughs> um, but I uh, I said, okay, you know, all right, thanks, mom. And so then I bring this up. I wanted to bring this up with Elia. Mm-hmm. And so what do I get when I bring it up? So I, you know, uh, Lita, call, he calls her Lita, Abuelita. Um, I want to, uh, I want, Lita tells me you're, you know, you missed me. He's not that. Well, Lita said that you were asking where I was. Yeah, but I knew I remembered where you were. I said, "Well, okay. I mean, do you do you miss me? Am I? Is there something you want to talk about? No, Dad. Everything's fine." Mm-hmm. And so I'm just scratching my head because I feel like I'm right back to that same spot okay. where I always end up. All where right, all right, all right. Feel, let's go with it. Let's go with it. Okay, I'm sorry. You feel what? I'm sorry. Right, let's mention. No, it. no you I, feel. I, I feel like there might be something there that I want. I want to explore the conversation with him, but I also 100% believe him when he says, no, dad, there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. But is that me just hearing what I want to hear? Sure. Okay. You know, All right, so let's, let's go there. Let, let's dissect this one. This is a good one. <laughs> All right. So, um, so Eli went to grandma said, where's, where's dad? Where's dad? Mm-hmm. And grandma, grandma said, well, I told him where, where you were. Mm-hmm. And in his mind, he's like, okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's where dad is. That's what happened in his mind. Grandma and did her own interpretation, which was when you got home, said, you know, your son missed you today. He was asking about you. Mm-hmm. But that's not really what he was thinking. That's what she was thinking. Mm-hmm. So you went and took what she was thinking and put it on him. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That really wasn't what he was thinking. What, what it could have been, he was just curious. Oh, yeah, I forgot where dad was yes. today. Teenage brain. On that note, I'm going to bring up something I bring up to many families is what I would love for you to do as early as you can, is I want you to create a calendar, a family calendar with him, where you have your, you write down every single day with him, every day, not the night before, you write down that next day. Let's look at, let's look at tomorrow. Let's look at, you're going to do like a week in advance on Sundays. You're going to do the whole week and you're going to write down, hey, so this is a schedule for the week. This is what it looks like. This is where I'm going to be on certain days when you know them, right? Gotcha. This okay. is going to be a lie. Oh, so you have a book report due on Friday. Mm-hmm. How do we need, what do we mm-hmm. need for that book mm-hmm. report? What day are we mm-hmm. going to go get those supplies? Mm-hmm. What you're going to do is you're going to create this, talk about consistency. Mm-hmm. This is the key. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a communication on the basic level, mm-hmm. right? of what our life looks like. Together. So it isn't this sporadic type of, oh, when is dad going to be home? When is he, where is he right. there? So he doesn't have to question that. He can go look at the calendar. Oh yeah, the calendar. I know where dad is. Or, mm-hmm. okay, I, I have an uh, activity tomorrow. I have a sporting activity. I'm going to make sure my uniform is washed. Mm-hmm. Whatever those things mm-hmm. are, they're going to be on that calendar. Okay. And that's going to give him this, and it's going to give you, you and Elia, this amazing communication to talk about Things that are coming up, because children are much better about think, talking about things that might be coming up versus in the moment. 
Right. And they shut down because at that moment they may not want to talk. But let's say on the calendar it says on on Thursday you have a dental appointment. Elia, if you talked about that on Sunday with him or just brought it up on the calendar, I would guarantee you if he has any apprehension about that dentist, it's it going to start up. coming up on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. And those are your moments to, to connect right. because it's going to be naturally organic coming out versus waiting like, Elijah, do you have an issue with the dentist? Right. right no, right. Dad, I don't. He's right. not going to want to access right. that at the moment. Right. But you're giving forethought and you're giving the idea of planning ahead and thinking ahead and then that allows processing. And that's what you want him to do in your relationship is process your relationship and also process his life, process his mom's death. So many things we want him to process, but we're not giving him time to do it. That's a, that's a great uh, tool and suggestion, a calendar. I can see it. I can see it's a great connector. It really is a great connector. Doing that practice will create yeah. the moment where we're connecting with each other, and and the and the negotiation that he loves <laughs> that that the yeah. young boy brain loves to negotiate, and we yeah. want them to too. We want them to do it respectfully, so allow it to happen. Yeah, that's an important piece for a young boy's brain. Very important because that empowers them. That gives them the sense of of some control, right? By by contributing to the process, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So th- it's funny though how sometimes, like for me, I I, I always look at uh, what is actually happening in my in my day to day and in my world, and how I miss the answers or the clues that are already in front of my face. And you mentioned the calendar thing, and it and it resonates so wonderful for me, and I can Great. see it happening. Creating, you can see it happening. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All yeah. those organic moments, like yeah. you described. Yeah. And I, um, I, I created a bit of an inspiration wall mm. uh, with a calendar mm. uh, in, in, in my room. And uh, due to circumstances uh, in our house right now, I lie uh, in my room, in my sure. share in my bed. And, sure. and um, so it, it periodically uh, he comes home from school and um, he you know, puts an X through the days on my oh. big, huge oh, wall chalkboard wow. calendar. Wow counting down to my, my ride. Uh-huh. And every time he does that, I, I videotape it, and I'll ask him a question. What do you think about dad going on this ride? How far do you think it is? What do you think dad's going to get out of it? What do you hope dad gets out of it? How do you feel about it? Uh-huh. And he sits there and he talks to me. Wow. Eric, and that's it. That's it. You funny. see it. You've, yeah. you're, you're already doing it. Already now doing do it, it for him. Yeah, exactly. Do it for his life. Yeah. Do it for him. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. As simple as it is, right? As simple as it is. It's always so much more simpler than we think, yeah, isn't it? It is, but sometimes it's hard to see when we're in the midst of it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like the word I always use is bring it back to the basics. Bring, when you are feeling like you don't know what to do next, bring it back to the basic pieces of life, which is security, right? Consistency, mm-hmm. love. That's what it's all built on. Yeah, I like to use kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay, you it's can use same, that one. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same thing, right? Yeah, we're yeah. going to wrap up in a couple minutes, but I do want you to share I, uh, this conversation. I don't think is this, I don't think this is the end of this conversation. I think we're going to have to keep this one going for a while because yeah. we have a lot to talk about. But there's two things you had brought up, and has a lie. What have you done? I, I, I've 
you know, I don't, like I said, I don't know much about you, but I heard very little when I met you, but you mentioned um, about Elijah going to an amazing camp for him yeah. and then a ride. You're going, you're doing a bike ride too. Yeah. Like you just mentioned two, two things. Can you just briefly discuss those? Sure. Um, and then we'll end for today, but I don't, I don't think this will be an end for today or for the future, but sure. end for today. Uh, so yeah, I, you know, uh, as part of that that fog and that depression, I decided I needed to do something big sure. for my fiftieth uh, birthday this year in, in 2020. And last year, um, in, in in May of 19, I decided I was going to ride my bike across country. Okay, and, okay. Uh, that'll you know that'll heal me. That will mm. bookmark these these events mm. in my life. And for me, being on the road uh, on a bicycle, uh, talking to people, sharing my story, that's listening you. to that's them, you. That's, that's you. That's you. That's me. That's you. That's me. Oh my. Yeah. I'm a heel. Yeah. And I'll find all these tools to connect with my son. Sure. A month after that, uh, I'm picking up Eli from camp. And he's like, Dad, I want to go to Camp Kesem. I'm like, what? Camp Kesem? I'd heard about it. I go, what's that? He goes, it's a camp for kids with cancer. I go, what? You don't have camp? He goes, no, Dad. Camp for kids whose parents have had cancer. And I was like, oh, well, when is it? He goes, it's Monday. And I go, son, it's Thursday. There's no way. <laughs> you know, there's no way this is going to happen. Uh, so long story short, Sunday night, I, I, I sent off an email to Camp Kesem. And I got a reply Monday morning saying, we'd love to have Eliah. There's one spot left. Oh, my goodness. And oh, my goodness. The whole experience of getting into that camp, him going, him coming home, the different pep in his step, the, yeah, the look in yeah. his eye. I was just blown away. Yeah. This yeah. this kid finally He's, found a space. He where found a community. He found, he found a, community. a community where yeah. I'm not alone. Yeah. Where there's so many other yeah. kids like this. And that and that's what he was telling you, Dad. I feel I. Yeah. I, I feel alone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Camp Kesem. Camp Kesem. And where is this located? They're actually nationwide. Okay. Uh, they're in. They have 120 chapters. Each chapter is uh, basically located on a college university, oh, wow. and each chapter is run, operated, organized, funded by the college kids. So Camp Kesson model is much more wow. than just a free camp wow. for kids dealing with a parent's cancer. Sure. That's fantastic and wonderful in and of its own. But as an organization, they teach all these college kids how to, wow. again, operate, organize, run, market, a free camp for kids dealing with cancer. Wow. Okay. I'm going to have to check this yeah, one out. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. The right. model is absolutely amazing. So. I think we'll, we'll put a link on our bottom of our podcast for that please, one too. And, te- and tell me about your ride real quick. What's Yeah. So uh, I'm riding across country this June to... Um, and you're riding a bicycle. Riding a bicycle. Okay. Yeah, you're riding, pedaling. You're pedaling. Um, yeah. All the way. I'm pedaling. Riding okay. a bicycle now right. to make a documentary How? film about oh, wow. surviving caregivers. Wow. And the process that I went through... Part of the reason why I'm sitting here with you, dealing yeah. with those things, uh, there isn't much of a light shown, I believe, on yeah. surviving caregivers I, I, and what I, they I, go through. I agree. I agree. Um, and and want to leverage the ride into a platform for raising awareness and fundraising for Camp Kesem because there's five million kids like my son out there, and they need a resource like Camp Kesem, and Camp Kesem is only funded for twelve thousand kids. Wow. So we have a Very ways cool. to go. Very cool. I'm, I'm on that road with you. Thank you. I'll be there, and uh, I hope I, yeah, <laughs> I hope we can continue this conversation. And I uh, you know, to. I'm I would love to help you with this journey Thank for you. sure. Yeah, nice to meet Thank you. Thank you. You too, as well. It's been okay. fantastic. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Everyday parenting is produced by me, Teresa Wang. The music you hear in our podcast is courtesy of the Emmy Award-winning artist Stephen Morell. If you have a question for Mary Beth and the Everyday Parenting podcast community, please join us on our Facebook group. Just search for Everyday Parenting Group on Facebook. Don't miss our next episode. 
Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Also, please take the time out to find us and rate us on iTunes.